Welcome to Lady Bits in Leadership, a brave space where women come together to share stories about our bodies, our sexuality, and motherhood. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Vogel, and my mission in life is helping women feel less alone, process their trauma, and build the lives they desire. So if you're ready to join a community of women who have found their voices, who have become liberated from shame and reclaim their power, then you're in the right place, girl. You found us. We're so happy you're here. Y'all are in for such a treat today. We are going into our Instagram Live, Let's Get Real with Fit by Wit. Whitney Anella is a wonderful friend of mine, and she is not just a personal coach, but someone who really focuses on the holistic development of women. And so one day, not long ago, she put this thing together real quick. She was like, hey, do you want to do a round table talk? to talk about some real shit that women go through in a really authentic, open way. And I was like, girl, are you literally talking about my business model? Yes, obviously, I'm the one. She's like, okay, cool, cool. And then she assembled, like a freaking superhero team, a bunch of women who also live by this creed that women need to be speaking with women about some authentic shit, the hard stuff that we go through. Because if we can't talk to each other about all the things that complicate our lives, jealousy, comparison, loss, worry, love. If we can't talk to each other about the hard stuff, who the hell are we gonna talk to? We need to support one another. And so Wit created a space where we could come together and really just air all that shit out. It was the five of us, so Whitney was moderating, Our friend Felicia was there, our friend Vol was there, our friend Sky was there, and the five of us sat around the black table. Yes, it's modeled on Red Tabletop with Jada Pinkett-Smith. And in our gym, and I say our because although it's Whitney's, it's, it's really a space for all of us together. We all collectively create this energy and create this hype and create this support together. So our little gym, that's in an industrial warehouse, was all lit up. We all got dressed up. No one recognized each other because we all know each other through the gym. We put on our perfume. We put on our lipstick. We lined our eyeballs with some eyeliner. We put on the mascara and the falsies, and we were looking cute. And so it was the five of us sitting around a table and then in a semicircle, like a little moon, crescent moon shape. Around us were about 10 to 15 women from the community who just wanted to watch, who wanted to watch the live because although we were serving them in studio, we were really also serving our collective audience, which I mean, between the five of us is probably like, I don't know, 11,000 of you. It's pretty awesome. Prior to the meeting, we had gathered from our audiences, what are the topics you want to talk about? And you all provided, you provided so many juicy topics that we could go into. We could dive deeply into each one of those for an hour. And so we assembled all of them, found the common themes. And for this first iteration, this first talk, we decided to go with motherhood because many of us identify as moms and the struggles around motherhood and the joys around motherhood and the complex situations that we don't really get to talk about because it, you know, they're just so filled with shame for us. And we talked about keeping up with the Joneses, which I thought was really interesting. I myself feel like 
although I do experience social comparison, like why don't I have this and why am I not there yet? I've also learned how to quiet those voices in my head. But for many of you out there, it's a constant stream of thought. So we talk about how do we get through that incessant comparison, that need to say, I'm not good enough, I'm not there yet, I'm not qualified enough. Oh my gosh, and I love that conversation because again, it can go in a million different directions. And we took it where it needed to go that night. Together we created magic, together we created a really seamless flow. And so I put my little recording device right in the middle of the the black tabletop and I was like, all right, Let's go, ladies. Let's put this on the podcast. So you now get to enjoy Let's Get Real at the Black Table with Fit by Wit and the girls. So I hope you enjoy. But before we start this episode, I have to put a quick plug in for my girl, Kelsey Audison Viegas of AutoBooks. Listen, if you're a business owner of a small or large business, you do not have time to be doing your own books. No one has time for QuickBooks except for my girl, Kelsey. So if you wanna be focused on building profits in your business rather than tooling over all this Excel spreadsheets and different queries of QuickBooks, then our girl is for you. You can find out more about Kelsey and her bookkeeping solutions at O-T-T-O-B-O-O-K-S-L-L-C.com. That's O-T-T-O-B-O-O-K-S-L-L-C.com. of engagement is as followed on top of the board. Um, we have respect differences of opinions and beliefs. Forum is not a platform to communicate with individuals you may have personal issues or opinions on. No hate or discrimination speech of anything will be tolerated. Listen constructively and add to the conversation genuinely. And last but not least, show up authentically. Do not fear how you're perceived. Okay, come on in, girl. Come on in, don't worry, just come in, girl. We on, but we going, okay? So, what's the matter? Ask about the sound. The, the sound. Sound. Good. It sound. It sounds good. Can you guys hear us? Do I sound loud? Am I not loud? Can I speak louder? Let me know. Good? We're good? Yeah? Okay, perfect. Awesome. Okay, so a little backstory on... Guys, come in, come in. A little backstory on the black table. Let's get real. So... It's been something that's been like reeling in my brain for a while. Um, I wanted to make sure I had a kind of like a a hub, a spot to do this first and foremost, build the culture behind it. Everybody here has either come to a workout with me. I know them, they know them. You're tuning in, you're somehow in this hooey of of some sort. Um, But yeah, it's been something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time to kind of just bring the authenticity into our womanhood without feeling like ashamed or feeling fearful of how you're perceived by your peers. Um, So yeah, let's get into it because we have a lot to talk about. Um, Okay, so my name is Wit. Those of you guys who know me, um, I'm a mother of four. I have four of these crazies at home. Um, I'm the owner of Fit by Wit. Um, What else about me? I have a master's in education. I have a BA in business. I have a BA in psychology. I don't use my master's in education because clearly I'm a personal trainer that I'm not a teacher anymore. Um, But I also have a certification in pre and postnatal fitness. And um, yeah, I'm excited to have you guys all here. Let's talk about my panel though. My panel, oh my God. I'm so happy that they're here with me. Actually super excited that they decided to do this because all of these ladies 
are just phenomenal in their own right, and they have so much going for them. So let me introduce them. Sarah. It's Renil Sarah. Hello. Uh, Dr. Sarah Vogel is a scholar mom who loves researching sex and pleasure. She's a podcast host. And for Bertie saying that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Let's Get Real. Yeah. It's a three letter word, girl. Oh it's the God. pleasure part, isn't it? It's the right. pleasure part. Oh, she's a sex educator and a Fulbright scholar. Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. So I'm really, really excited to be here. It's nice to see everyone outside of the gym clothes. For me, it's really important to be here because the basis of my brand, of my business, of what I want to do is to knock down barriers that exist around shame, around our bodies and sexuality. Because what I see and what I've studied in my doctorate about women and how they rise into their power is there is so much structural uh barriers for them to really embody who is their truest self. And so I'm constantly asking myself, what can we be doing to help women eliminate shame? And honestly, for me, it's conversations like this, no holds bar. Let's just say what needs to be said and I'll go first. So my stories on Instagram are, are messy. I talk about sex. I hold a pictures of my own vibrators because you know, If someone sees like, oh, this normal ass girl has a vibrator, like maybe I can have one too. And that's when I get really excited is when people message me like, I got my first one. I'm like, yes, let's go. (laughs) So I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. All right. Next we have Val, my beautiful Val. Val is a parent (laughs) consultant and an intake social worker for a local nonprofit. Uh, she's currently in her last year of her master's in social work. Bravo, Wall. That's a big deal, She's a vocal advocate for Keiki and Mahine mental health. Let's meet Wall. Hi. Okay, so I don't talk a lot on social media, which <laughs> most of you guys know. But if you find me in person, you can't shut me up if it's stuff I care about. So that when that comes to things I care about, it's trauma. I care about everybody's mental health and their experiences in life and how we can go forth to see the other side and to seek joy instead. But the way that I personally like doing it is through movement. And that's what I'm here to preach she about. She really heavy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like lifting things. <laughs> but I like doing it with the intention that it brings joy in my life. And that's all I'm trying to do is connect our community to find joy again and heal from all of the bullshit. Amen. So yes. that's what I'm here for. Yay. Thank you, Bob. All right. Next, we have Sky. Sky is a stay-at-home mom of three with a degree in communications and is currently pursuing her master's in primary education. She's a proud parent advocate for autism. Let's meet Sky. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that you left that last part out because that's actually the most important part. I feel like for me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have my own personal experience with, um, you know really accepting my body especially and I noticed that I'm very passionate about it now I love how Sarah talked about she's all messy on social media but (laughs) it's people like Sarah who really helped push me out of my comfort zone and accept my body the way it is currently yeah um and so now I am like no I'm going to step into whatever space that I want to try all the things that I want to because back then I didn't think that I belonged there. Mm. And now I'm like, no, I belong here and I want to show everybody Ooh, that you belong here and yeah, just show up for ourselves. So, yeah, what is your line? 
What's my line? Take up space. Oh, yes, take up space. Take up yeah. space, girl. <laughs> All right, and last but certainly not least my, least, my girl, Felicia. Felicia is a somatic herbalist and flower essence practitioner. She's a mother, a plant nerd, and lives for beautiful spaces. She works with plants to support folks reclaiming their wholeness in the face of shame, trauma, and oppression. Felicia! <laughs> Thank you. I am super soft-spoken, so this speaking <laughs> loud enough for the live to hear me is going to be some work. Um, I work with plants mostly in the form of herbs and tinctures and teas. And I studied generative somatics and clinical herbalism. So I'm very interested in the way that trauma lives in the body and the way that our narratives of unworthiness and shame live in ourselves, live in our tissues, and what it means to reclaim ourselves in the face of societal narratives, um, how we show up in our worthiness, how we show up if we're people that face narratives of genocide, narratives of oppression from either if we're the children of immigrants, if we have some family-based traumas that we're working out, how do we move those things through our body? Mm -hmm. And I love plants. I'm interested in the ways that we show up in reciprocity with lands and the ways that we show up in reciprocity with our lineages. And I, a big part of my work is influenced by the lineages that I carry. So I do a lot of work around race. I do a lot of work around um, how we reclaim the narratives of unworthiness that have moved through us so we can get to hear our own authentic voice. I'm super happy to be here. Oh, she's so and, cute. Yeah, thank you. Thank awesome. you for having me. There's one more unofficial person of the panel, and she is behind the camera. <laughs> Ashley! Ashley! Um, Ashley is, besides being my just right-hand woman in everything that has to do with Fit by Wit, um, her, her in her own right is a powerhouse. So Ashley, would you just come over here and say hello to everybody? She's got multiple degrees. She's got all kind of things, but just Hello. this is Ashley. She's behind the camera. Have to shout out my girl. Okay, so let's get into the good stuff. Now, I'm just gonna say when we put out, all, okay, so backstory. All of us put out individual polls um, on our stories to kind of get uh, gather information on what topics you guys wanted to hear. There was a lot of shit. Like a lot of shit. Yeah. Like a lot of shit. Yeah. Okay. So compiling a list uh, was pretty difficult, not gonna lie. Um, but we managed to put it together and let's open up our first topic, which is super befitting because most of us in here uh, are mamas. So our first topic is motherhood. Struggles of motherhood and balance while work, having a career, family, feeling overwhelmed. Uh, someone says, said in the poll, losing myself over all of it. Someone said help. Just in general, motherhood and being okay with failure. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. That's a big one. There's a lot to be like, what is motherhood? Yeah. What is motherhood? Um, I don't know, Sarah. Are we starting with what Let's is go. motherhood or are we starting with However, whatever? You want me to it. start? Go for it. Motherhood was the single most transformative experience that I've had in my entire life. It rocked my core in a way that I only now feel like I've recovered from mm -hmm. four years after giving birth. Mm -hmm. Four years. Mm -hmm. When we, for me, I was never someone who wanted to be a mom, like never grew up really dreaming about it. That's an interesting point mm -hmm. right there. So, yeah. I've unpacked that in therapy. 
And I think to Felicia's point about how we inherit these narratives from our families and how they inherited it from their generations before, there's a reason. But for me, I got to a point in my life around my early 30s where there's that narrative of there's a ticking clock. You either do it or you're done. You know, they literally call 36-year-old women geriatric pregnancies, which is some bullshit, but it happens. So I said, Leo, should we... Should we fuck around and find out? <laughs> and so we did. Part. We did. And eight months later, uh, I was pregnant. And, you know, I think for me and for many of us, I'm sure here who are moms, you often hear, and I know for me as someone who lives in a bigger body, a size 18 body and has for a long time, um, I thought the hardest thing will be losing the 20 pounds. Mm. The last, like, whatever I end up gaining. What I didn't expect was a total fundamental shift of my mental health. Mm -hmm. I sense being, giving birth, have experienced postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. I now live with anxiety and depression. I have, I recently through all of that work got diagnosed with ADHD, which totally actually makes my life make a lot of sense. And a lot of the shame that I carried around not being able to organize myself makes a lot of sense there's a reason for it which actually has been very freeing Mm -hmm. but I think for me why I do the work that I do around bodies around sexuality specifically always addressing the right to choose and even going so far as to sharing my own story with abortion um, while I had an abortion with my husband during our first year of marriage which I didn't find that story Mm -hmm. I didn't find happily married couples that want to abort a pregnancy and so I share these stories now and I do this advocacy work because I understand how fundamentally it shifts your course of your career your mental health your relationship with your most loved person for my for me my most loved person and the entire trajectory of my life it is And absolutely a woman or a pregnant person needs to be able to choose to do this. Yeah. Because it will affect the rest of their life forever. Agreed. I did not, (laughs) I did not think I was going to be a mom before. Not at all. Did not think I was going to be a mom before. I had my oldest son when I was 18 years old, fresh out of high school. I was actually four months pregnant, walking down my senior year line. And like nobody knew I was pregnant. It was like super, I wasn't showing nothing. Had my son and I was like, I'm good. I'm never, I don't want any more kids. I'm done. I'm done having kids. And now I got three more. So four more kids later, here we are. But it's so interesting you say about abortion because we don't, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about the shame behind abortion. We don't talk about the shame of like, do I don't even want a kid. Do I want a kid? Wait a minute. Why did I even say that? Like, I shouldn't say that, right? Because there's women who can't Mm -hmm. have children. And Mm -hmm. why do I feel like this? Like, this is, this is not okay to feel like that. You know? I think even culturally as well. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like in Hawaii, it's very common. Oh, sorry. In Hawaii, it's very common for, you know, our culture is very like, ohana, you know, you want to make sure you, you having your kids you taking care of your kids yeah. we're helping each other with each other's kids um but like for me i always i thought i was going to be a mother four <laughs> and now i'm a mother of three and i'm good you know um but when i wanted to have babies nobody ever taught me or like 
prepped me for what's coming up yeah so i'm over here pregnant feeling like yes you know six months it took me i thought six months was forever um and then i got pregnant and i'm thinking okay i'm gonna have this beautiful baby everything's gonna be great and then i give birth and it's like oh my god yeah what do i do with all of this you know i'm in so much pain i don't know how to process this i'm not getting sleep Mm -hmm. um you know i just felt so unprepared even though when i went to the hospital my bag was ready yeah you know everything was ready but just mentally and just everything inside i just wasn't ready Mm -hmm. so after having my first baby and then i had my kids pretty much back to back it it got harder and harder and harder and i got less and less prepared yeah and then that's i think for me where the overwhelm came in Mm -hmm. um and then that messed up my mental health real bad Mm -hmm. you know to the point where it's like beyond postpartum depression now it's getting like suicidal Mm -hmm. you know and that's when it gets real scary and i know that that's something that like we talk about postpartum depression but then we don't talk about it when it gets to that scary Mm -hmm. dark place because when you're experiencing that dark of thoughts you don't talk about it yeah you know you just kind of keep drawing more and more inside yourself and then that's so dangerous know so i had to luckily i have you know a good circle of people who helps you know helped me drag myself out um but i definitely feel like these topics should be talked about more and um you know without shame yeah 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 i hated being pregnant and I, I think, but that's a real. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't. I couldn't like, stand let's it. Let's talk about that. Real I quick. couldn't yeah. stand it. And I feel like when you're pregnant as a woman, you become, or it, you don't have to be a woman. When you are pregnant, if you are showing, you become a public entity. Yes. And Where people feel like, yeah, they can come mm, and yeah. touch you mm-hmm. and give you unsolicited advice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> books you should be reading but it made me feel so unsafe and I had so much body dysmorphia being pregnant and I think if you are visibly a femme if you look like a woman it's like I feel like pregnancy in some ways is like the peak female experience and that like you're supposed to be beautiful and glowing and I despised it it made me feel so vulnerable and in my work I work with a lot of people that have experienced pregnancy loss Um, either by choice through an abortion or Mm -hmm. have lost children and I think one of the other topics I'm curious about is like when we let a child go or a child leaves us we're still mothers and Mm. what is the grief of mothering something that didn't come all the way into form what is the grief of holding that space when you didn't get to birth or you chose not to birth but something still left you yeah. So I, I see that a lot. And I also wish there were more resources for folks who are pregnant and are feel hyper-visible, feel unsafe, feel yes. like, ooh, I know I'm going to give birth, but man, this part is terrible. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. the mental health doesn't start when you're done giving birth. It doesn't, you know, the mental health problems don't come as soon as you have the baby. It comes at the start. The hormonal changes start from day one. Your brain mm-hmm. is physically changed. Your entire body is changing from day one to accommodate this new soul. And people mm-hmm. don't realize that 
they, that you are literally transforming on the cellular level to carry something and that is heavy that makes it changes the way you think and it alters your perceptions and so whether you react by having body dysmorphia or whether you react by having some kind of postpartum mental health crisis it's like we should be starting this education and this support well before we even entertain the idea of oh you know okay i'm gonna have a kid no like this stuff we should be hooing together women from the start in that way Mm -hmm. but would you say I, I I think great point, but being a mom of four now, um, as I progressed and had more children, there was not this, okay, let me stop and think what I'm doing. Kind of like what you said, you, you have them back to back, you're just yeah. kind of engulfed in it, yeah. you're immersed in it, you and there's no it. time to kind of just like stop and be like, okay, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Where am I at? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't have the luxury of doing that. Like, I'm going to be real with you guys because that's yeah. what this is. Like, yeah. I was raised by my great-grandmother, and when I got pregnant at 18 years old, she told me, you need to figure it out. Like, handle your business. You laid your ass down. You got your ass up. Now you need and I, that was, And I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's the right thing, but that's, yeah. the, that's the old school mentality that I yeah. came from. Like, that's the mentality that I was raised in. So that's yeah. kind of like my approach to most things. It's like, figure it out get through it. I'm not saying that's right, but that's right. my approach. That's that's the approach that I came from. So in each of my pregnancies, it was like, okay, Whitney, let's go. Like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know how you're going to do it. You're going to figure it out. I know you're shaking your head because you would yeah. be in the same boat, girl. You're going to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to figure it out. Right. You're going to figure it out. But And that, that in itself, too, can be very, um, very hard. That comes with a lot of issues, too. You just suppress it. How mm-hmm. am I feeling today? Doesn't matter keep it moving yeah you know but i think i think what with vol what she's saying like what i'm thinking of right now is like i think what's important is that the education has to start from real early sure right probably i'm guessing like high school age Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we learned that shit in high school yeah but you know what we don't teach in high school anything about sex Right. We don't teach it at all. In fact, in yeah. Hawaii, we don't actually even need to talk about consent. Mm-hmm. We don't even need to have holistic sex ed. Mm-hmm. They have to teach about abstinence, but they don't have to teach kids how to ask for consent. Yeah. So it's not surprising mm-hmm. that one in five women yep. experiences sexual violence mm-hmm. yeah. because we never teach children how to even talk about sex. And when it comes to pregnancy and when it, you know, or when we teach about sex, it's never about pleasure. And it's always about be careful. You might get pregnant. Right. It's yes. a lot of fear yes. based. Be careful. Yeah. And, and it's based around a woman, though. It's not really yeah. based for around sure. Around. Yeah. yeah. Can we yeah. talk about, though, can, like, this, this is where it grinds my gears. Can we talk <laughs> about the fact that the reason that our education is like that right now is because of colonialism. Mm -hmm. If you look at Mm -hmm. ancestral knowledge and Native Hawaiian (laughs) culture, they had sex ed built in. They had the idea of abortion built in. Mm -hmm. They had birth control built Mm -hmm. in for people to take care of the entire community. Mm -hmm. And we lost that. We lost that in the past 200 years. And when you yeah. say colonialism, for those who don't know, how would you describe it? As she opens the door. You want the nice As a nice In a short and easy to understand yeah, version. Easy to understand. White man came, 
change the way we do stuff. That's a really great definition. Yeah. And I say this as a Holly girl, like I know, like I don't look like this, but like I come from a, my parents are immigrants. My mom comes from, she's an Islander too, just not from here in an entirely different place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, something I took on as like my kuleana like to help further this revitalization and stuff yeah. in the work that I do in the most like humble way right. I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just FYI, I'm not a dumb Holly. I'm trying to be <laughs> a magic <laughs> as far as it's we're not taught these things. I think as Sarah had mentioned, as we as we grow into our, our womanhood and become mothers that's where that like shame and guilt comes in, right? You're like, why do I have these thoughts? Why do I have these feelings? I was never yes. taught to feel anything for me, speaking from yeah. my own perspective, I was never taught to feel anything other than handle your business. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. do what you need to do. There was no mm-hmm. conversation like, oh, how do you feel today, Whitney? Like, are you yeah. okay today, Didn't Whitney? Like, no, it's like yeah. you get up and you handle your business and that is what yes. you do. Yeah, there's no yeah. choice, you know what I mean? And that's what you do. And I think that's where, you know, talking about your work that's where a lot of that like healing process comes from like how do you unpackage that as an adult with kids mm-hmm. you know yeah. I think the, the other thing I was gonna say is parenting becoming a mother is the most triggering experience I've ever had and, mm. it, and it re-triggers the part of me that is like oh damn I have to give my child something that I have actually never received. Ah, that part. And, mm. and that is yeah. that is the word. <laughs> like, everybody was like, "Ooh, girl!" <laughs> Every single person in here. Yeah. Somebody yeah. needs to write that shit down. Yes, yes, write, write it down. But it, it's a it's a wake up call. And I remember talking to a friend of mine. Uh, he was a father of two at this point, and he was like, "All of a sudden, I see myself clearly." because I'm parenting my two children all the time and I'm so angry and I have like all of this self-knowledge and no time mm-hmm. to implement yeah. any of it. Yep. Yeah. Like I'm doing therapy, I'm working on my relationship and I'm trying my best to not lose it with my kid. Yeah. And I think there's a way that when we parent, we're asked to reparent ourselves and it's mm. super challenging and yeah. super mm-hmm. humbling. And at times, super fucking disappointing. Like, you're just like, like, what the fuck? Like, I I didn't even realize I didn't get that. I didn't realize that I'm so bitter because I felt neglected as a child. And now I'm realizing I have to show my child what that looks like. But, like, do I watch TV? Do I read about it? Like, I literally don't know what that feels like. So a lot of the work that I do is how do we get people to feel the experience of feeling held, of feeling loved, of feeling seen, of feeling appreciated, like these really basic experiences that we, all of us, missed somewhere. So we're always reparenting ourselves, and it's super humbling. Right, and I think it's interesting, in all of Hmm. our polls, um, there was many women who had wrote, uh, you know, topics, and they were like, help I need help like where do I turn to who do I talk to I'm losing myself this is hard where's the balance you know mm-hmm. and it's like wait like what some days I'm like what is balance like, I don't even know what that means you know what I mean like giving to yourself giving to your partner that's a whole nother story I know one of the well actually multiple of um, topics that came in 
was like, how do I keep my relationship spicy with my partner when I have to be a mom? Yeah. I had kids on me all fucking day, mm-hmm. touching me, yep. grabbing at yep. me, being like, mom, 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 mom. You mean you don't want to fuck? I know. That doesn't turn you on. Like having to get cooking food every hour on the fucking hour because all they do is eat. You know what I mean? Like, and then. You know, for me, I'm not a stay-at-home mom. I'm at work all day long, so I'm dealing with most of you people all day long, and I love you guys. But by the time I get to the end of my day, I'm at home with my kids. I have four of them and a man, you know, great yeah. man, by the way. I love you, Harley. I know you're at home with all the kids right now. Aww. <laughs> you're great. Um, even her kid. <laughs> but, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to touch him. I don't, I don't want to do nothing with him when I'm done with my day. I'm like, I want to shower. Yeah. I want to like love my kids, give them that because that's my Juliano, that's my responsibility. Yes. Put them to bed, and then I want to sit on my fucking couch. I want to open up a fucking can of something. I want to watch some stupid shit on Netflix and just yeah. be by myself. I don't want to do shit. Yeah. Turn your brain off. Turn yes. your brain fucking yeah. off, you know. But then, like, then there's this disconnection with the intimacy with your partner, mm-hmm. and we're moving further and further apart. You know what I mean? And then there's that, like, okay, I haven't given him shit. In like a month, I gotta give him something. The fuck, right. you know what I mean? Right. Like, that's great. Like, right. <laughs> sorry, I just right. <laughs> my mind was like, my mind was like, that's where blowjobs come in. Oh my god! I can just like, literally do that mindlessly. It's just like, get over here. She's just, like Whitney have pointers for you, girl. <laughs> well, I think I think that brings up a good point. We've talked about a lot of kind of the struggles, and I think what a lot of people may be left with is like, okay, so what the fuck do I do? Yeah, yeah. What do I do with all of this, right? Yeah. And so it might be helpful for us to share at least a couple things that to either think about, like mindset reframes yeah. or processes that you've implemented that help people move through it. Right. And you know, I think majority of us on this panel have reached out for help in form of therapy. And I cannot stress it enough. Um, I was 18 years old with the baby and I sought out a therapist and she's been my therapist ever since. And I love her. And you know, there's also the balance of like, okay, I learned all these things in therapy. Now, how do I implement them? Because I don't have time to implement them. You know, I'm going through the day to day stuff. Um, but just having like a person who doesn't know my partner, who doesn't know my kids, who doesn't know my grandma in the back of my head, who doesn't know any of you guys Mm -hmm. that I can go to and I can talk to and give me some perspective on my crazy fucking life and tell me you're not crazy, bitch. Like you're not crazy. (laughs) Like I see you, you know, I like Mm -hmm. having, she's a woman. She's also a woman that kind of looks like me. Um, yes. So it's helpful for me, you know, and that yes. like that's sorry, it's true. Like yeah. that was a big yeah. thing for me. Like was finding a therapist, honestly, yeah. who I could relate to. Yeah, she looked like me. She mm-hmm. had similar yes. experiences to me, and I was like, yes. wow. Like I'm not talking to somebody who's like, well, Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you the scientific. No, fuck that shit, bitch. Yeah. Get real with me, real quick. Like, tell me, yes. did you go through any of this? Yeah. I know what the book tells you, but tell me yes. what you tell me. Like, yeah. what, do, what have you done in your yeah. life? Like, straight up. Yeah. I'm in know? the same boat with you. Because yeah. my therapist looks like me. Yeah. Is a mom. And I actually requested when I was, you know, looking for a therapist. I was like, I want somebody who's a mom. Mm-hmm. You know, a local mom, preferably. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, like, I'm going to unpack a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I need her to have like at least a little bit of that same kind of experience Mm -hmm. 
so that we're not wasting time her trying to understand me yeah. i guess yeah. like for me that's what it was like i i need you to kind of understand me a little bit more yeah. um and then like in relation to like sex i was like okay like it was so cool because she shifted my mindset so she was like right now it's pleasure for your partner right because like let's be honest i'm i'm still gonna give it to my husband mm -hmm. even though i'm not really in the mood because he's got needs or at least in my mind i'm like he's got needs so okay it's mm -hmm. for you but then you know she's like what if you shift that instead of pleasure for him it's pleasure for you and like I was when I thought about that I was like you got needs though. yeah like yeah. yeah he got needs but yeah that's right I got needs mm -hmm. and for me just shifting that that mindset behind okay he needs this from me I gotta give it to him mm -hmm. to like mm. no 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 I want this he's gonna give it to me oh. you know what I mean like I think yeah like it helps like well at least it helped me like when I when I heard her say that like changing the perspective from like yeah. pleasure you know for myself now I'm like okay well what do I like and then mm. and then communicating to him that's mm -hmm. huge like I, I had to communicate it to him. Yeah. And, you know, my husband's awesome because he is so, like, we were best friends before mm. we got together. So I love he's that, by very, the way. Yeah, I he's very that. transparent with me. So, like, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to be transparent with you. And so just talking about it really helped. And so now it's like I can tell him what I want to do. And we're going to do it. down for that. Yeah. 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 I think a big piece of that is you realizing that you deserve pleasure yes and i think for a lot of people in here especially moms especially women you don't even have to have kids we're never taught that our pleasure matters yeah mm -hmm. we're always taught that we should please other people because that's what a good little girl yeah. does mm -hmm. yeah. you know as you're helpful you set mm -hmm. the table you you're do fine. this you yeah. take on all the household responsibilities mm -hmm. you think of everything you know like we in motherhood it's called um the mental load the mental load of motherhood yeah. is you know all the passwords to sign in for your kids mm -hmm. doctor's appointments yeah. you make the doctor's appointments you go to the doctor's appointments you think about okay what's in the cabinet okay we're out of yep. beans we need this that and the other yep. you know oh my god detergents running low i need to do this that is the mental load of motherhood that yeah. data will show over and over again that is the what the women carry in heterosexual relationships yeah, yeah. right and when a mother especially a working mom gets home she immediately gets into the second shift so you have your first shift at work, or really you have your pre-shift. You wake up, the baby's like, I need my yogurt parfait. You're like, all right, let's get immediately. I'm now a server, you know. And so you get into that, then you shuttle them to school, then you go to work, then you come home, and then you start doing laundry as you're cooking dinner, as you're, you know, you're multitasking. Where in your day are you asking yourself, where am I putting pleasure into my calendar? Where is time for myself? What do I need to do with my partner or a family member or whoever is helping you raise children to say, I need this time for my mental health? Mm -hmm. You can be like, the black tabletop told me <laughs> I need this for She's my a mental doctor, health. By the way. A doctor yeah, told a doctor. you. She's a doctor. You 
need the pleasure because honestly, I think we often think, oh, we're taking time away from our family. We're taking time away from our partners. But what you're actually doing is making yourself so good Mm -hmm. that when you're present with your family, you're truly a happy individual and you don't have this freaking face on that's like, bitch. I'm about yeah. to murder you. Yeah. You know what's so interesting? I've heard so many women, because I train 99.9% of all my clients are moms, say when they show up without their kids, oh, my husband's babysitting for me. Do you hear that? I've heard that. Not from you, bitch. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not from you, but I've heard that, like, oh, he's babysitting right now. Babysitting? That is your kid. Yeah. And you know, I, I, but also I'm going to give homage to the guys that do hold it down and I'm super, yeah, like for real, cause I'm super grateful. I came from a marriage where that was my life. I worked full time. I put myself through my master's degree, still took care of my kids. I had a partner that was like, and yeah. And then flip side being with Harley now um, I know he's gonna be like why are you saying all this on this but too bad because he's great um, but communication right off the bat coming into this relationship I was like hey here's the thing I worked really hard to be where I'm at and I want to explain to you the things that I need yes. and the things that I want and the and how I want the culture of our home to be how do you how do you feel about this and he had his own list of things. And he nice. was like, okay, girl, I'm glad you got a list. Here's mine. And I was like, sir, thank you. I loved it. And, and, you know, he tells me, he's like, hey, you're being a little bit, you need to go surfing. You need to go to the gym. You need to go fucking take care of yourself. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? You're right. I do. Um, and that's just him doing the work on his own side for himself, you know. So there are some good men out there that check us too, and it's like, hey, baby, you need to go handle your shit, you know. Yeah. And that's important to have the communication with your partner, those expectations, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to our next topic because this one came in to multiple of our of our polls, um, and this was a topic that I was kind of like, ooh, this is a. One. This is a hefty one. Um, so, topic, it was actually the top one on my oh, order okay. of operations okay. here. Um, yeah, topic number one. Okay. So, we're going to talk about keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, pressure and jealousy as women, mothers in a society, always judging us based on what we have, what we do, what sports our kids play, what cars we drive, what clothes you're wearing, where do you work out, where do you don't work out. Um, I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm just saying. <laughs> um, social circles, whatever. Keeping up with the Joneses. What the fuck? Um, can I start real fuck. quick? Oh, All right. oh, okay. Um, so I'm just going to take this in like, when I, when I read that, like especially when we were prepping for this, yeah. I was like thinking of our intros. Yeah. Because I am not going to lie. I'm like sitting amongst you guys and I was like, reading your guys's intros and i'm like dang i'm a stay-at-home mom (laughs) dang i'm a stay-at-home mom like you know but that's but Mm. that's what it is right that's what we're talking about right here Mm -hmm. it's like that comparison Mm -hmm. starts coming into your head like oh my gosh like how are you going to introduce yourself you know whatever whatever and so like yes i do have a degree and i honestly just 
put it on there because I was like, y'all got degrees. So. <laughs> y'all got degrees, so okay, yeah, like yeah. Like I'm like, okay, yeah, like I do have a degree <laughs> that I'm not currently using right now, you know. Um, but I I loved that second part because that's the part that I feel just most passionate about. And I'm like thinking of like when we're thinking of intros and we're thinking of like when we're surrounded by, you know, like-minded individuals, like it doesn't, those things don't matter, you know, like the degrees are great and like the sacrifices made and what you're using them for, they're very important. I don't want to take away from that because um, I definitely want to further my education, but I think um, like just getting to know each other beyond that is so important and like just feeling like telling myself like no i belong here you know yeah. and i do have value that i can add here so mm -hmm. i mean that's kind of where like my mind went can i go off a Please. little bit yeah. like, off. yes you're reminding go off. me of everything like the where you're coming from and what you ended with is that it doesn't that that part fades away you know yes. that that piece of like oh wait i do need to keep up with everyone around me wait no i don't i'm fine i belong here yeah. that comes because um self-esteem is used mm -hmm. as a mediator mm -hmm. in terms of like us actually feeling that pressure that jealousy that i gotta do this i gotta do that because i need to like keep up with it the only reason we want to keep up with it is because there are negatives that maybe we're not perhaps looking inward so mm -hmm. um i was digging a little bit and trying to brush up on social comparison because that's that's what we're doing right keeping up with the joneses is, is just social comparison either upwards or downwards and um you know a lot of the times it, what we're talking about is looking upwards like who's got better than me and how do i get there and the way that we get around it and the way i think it's just because my own perception i don't have that anymore i used to mm. but i've surrounded myself around people who they don't upset my internal balance i mm -hmm. feel strong enough to be around the people i'm with like i'm mm -hmm. like you guys add value into my life and i mm -hmm. think i add value in elsewhere and it's not a transactional relationship yeah. and i'm not looking to see oh my god what do i got to do better yeah. it's more mm -hmm. like i'm i'm already good what am i getting from you what yeah you getting? yeah that stuff yeah. that doesn't come there mm -hmm. because the self-esteem piece and everything that's inside that might be you know on the lower end is fulfilled for the mm -hmm. of course everything can get better but at that point and if you're looking at just like one of the general layers of social comparison if you're fulfilled it's not happening as much and it's not triggering your self-esteem it's not yeah. triggering any pieces of your mental health as much mm -hmm. now um i will say the more you compare <laughs> the worse it gets yeah yeah and that's that's where it's hard because we live in an age of social media where everything on instagram mm, is gorgeous yeah. but you're seeing someone's <laughs> yeah. literal highlight reel Yes. And you're trying to make your everyday the, the best yes. of the best, and you're yeah. trying to make it look like your your basic life look mm -hmm. like that. Like no, that's not real life. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 That's Alicia, why. I have a question for you. Not to put you on the spot, but, for <laughs> like, on the spot. but also to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I have a more personal relationship with you. Um, I don't. Come at me. Yeah. I don't feel <laughs> that from you. Like I've never got that vibe off of you. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. And like yeah, right. Yeah. I've never, never gotten that vibe. Of you. Like when never, you and yeah. I think it's like common consensus of anybody who really like interacted with you within my space. Mm -hmm. You'll walk in as you. And I noticed that about you. So, like, yeah. what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. It's the flowers, baby. It's the flowers. They fulfill her. It's a little oil thing. 
<laughs> what oil do I need to ingest? Rub on my body because yeah. what is this like total like I'm I'm centered. I'm here. Yes. I'm not out here. Oh shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's like bitch. I'm like, wait. Um, I this okay. This question makes me think about. I, I'm in the I'm in a divorce process, mm-hmm. and in my early part of my divorce, I lost so much weight I couldn't eat, and everyone was like, "You look fucking amazing! Oh. What are you doing? You oh, look God. great! You're glowing!" And I was like, "I actually can't! I actually can't eat! Like I just I literally like I order my favorite meals and I like actually can't I can't fucking eat them! Like mm-hmm. I like put the food in my mouth and I spit it out, and it I think, ooh." Um, yeah. I think that I have lived through enough experiences being biracial. Mm-hmm. I I am a first generation daughter of immigrants. My family is Sierra Leonean and I'm half white. And I grew up in small town rural Idaho. And my mother is white. Right now I have a daughter who's white passing. So there's a lot for me to work out, I think, around looks and appearances and the way that people project on us and then yeah. how we show up with that that's definitely like my medicine to work out in this lifetime but there's so much i have learned about the ways that no one fucking knows what we're going through Mm -hmm. like i remember showing up at my doctor's visit and being like i fucking feel terrible but everyone thinks i look great they say i'm glowing and she was like oh yeah like i work with cancer patients who also hear similar things Mm -hmm. so it just i think there's just this reminder and i see it I love therapy, but I have to do body-based therapy because I am in my head 24-7, so if I cannot locate the sensation of the emotion in my body, I'm fucking lost. Like, if I cannot figure out where, oh, Felicia, you feel sad. Where does sadness live in me? I'm like, I don't, am I sad? Am I angry? Am I hungry? I don't fucking know. So I have to stay so much on my own page by figuring out where things live in my body, and I think that's what keeps me that's what keeps me in my own in my own energy I think is part of it and then just I've lived in so many different experiences where I know you never know what the fuck someone's walking with Mm -hmm. like you have no idea so I I think that's part of it I love that and you know touching on what Ball said like the age of social media like we're all scrolling Mm -hmm. so-and-so went where they tagged where they bought what they're driving what their kids are doing what like we're all looking and totally let's talk about that bullshit real quick like (laughs) i feel like lately people have been like you are slaying in your business and i'm like i feel like i've done nothing Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. it is wild to me to hear that feedback from people Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh you're really doing and all i can think every day is like you need to put out podcast episodes. Nothing's good enough as far as social media. Like, mm-hmm. you're not showing up in this way. They're, you're behind on your bu- bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all the negative. And our brains are programmed, and maybe Vol can speak to it, but our brains are programmed to focus on negative. I feel mm-hmm. like it's – I've read that it's, like, about – shit that was programmed way long ago in prehistoric ages oh, like absolutely that's what yeah. kept us alive it's a negative yeah. that's, bias that's, that's what kept us alive that's it's a what, flight or flight yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. when you're in that mode you're going to be more attentive you're going to be searching to fix yeah. fix fix i need to fix this and keep going because that's my survival mode and 
that just tells me that like you know there's always work to be done to pull ourselves out of there because we can do business without being in that setting yeah but that's the first drive it's yeah. always like i need to survive and this is how it's going to happen is i need to do better i yeah. always need to be more and seeking that novelty too yeah. because yeah. our brains are programmed for novelty they're programmed to like yeah. okay new need this now like yeah. this mm-hmm. sparkly thing i need to create it and push it forward and this is going to be the next best thing yeah. which is yeah. why social media plays into right. it because that's yeah. instant gratification it, instant yes. sparkles right when like, you see yeah. your friends who just got a new car and just uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. oh so-and-so is building a new house and yeah. you're like fuck i'm not even quite there yet mm-hmm. me and my husband are gonna take yeah. x amount of years to be there but yeah. everybody's buying a new house and everybody's posting it Everybody's buying a new car. Everybody's posting it. We're so quick to be like, post, post. My kid's going here, post. When it's good. When it's good. When it's good. Is anybody posting like, fuck, me and my husband got into a fight? Absolutely not. He was like, fuck you, bitch. And I was like, fuck you, motherfucker. No. that's the world that I'm fucking involved in. That shit drives me crazy. Like, this bitch is laughing because she knows. Like, so-and-so is like, oh, this person lost 10 pounds. This person lost 20 pounds. This person, you know, fucking did this. And I'm just like, fuck that. Fuck that. That's not Uh you. That's not even real. How did that person get there? Do you even know their backstory? What's Uh their predispositions? Mm -hmm. Like, what did they even do to get there? What is their training regimen? Are you and that person biologically identical? No. But why are we why are we doing this? This person's here, I'm here. Fuck. You know, why are we doing that? No, but can I just say, like, because like I don't know, for those for those that like have followed my journey, like you guys know my body has transformed. Sure. So a lot of people automatically think like Oh, you're like you must be like really in shape and da da da. And then I show up to your class, oh my God, bitch. and I'm like freaking turtle in that <laughs> class. <laughs> you know, like I feel like the slowest one in. I am the slowest one in the class, but like you know, because I'm not doing my cardio and I'm doing these things. But like people from the outside think that I'm just this like super fit person, but I have a First lot of. First of all, of- bitch, you are a super fit person. <laughs> Thank you very much. Right, but okay. I mean, can we all give her that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have. I worked hard. I I worked hard. But, like, there's always, like, room for improvement, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, that's why, like, I'm trying to be more transparent in that on my social media. That, Mm -hmm. like, yes, I I love fitness and I'm, you know, really figuring that out as I go. But, like, I struggle Mm -hmm. in these areas in particular because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's important to show that struggle. You know, and I'll speak for myself. Like, there was a time in my life, I would say probably between 25 to 29, where that whole keeping up with the Joneses thing was a big thing for me. Um, It's when I met my previous partner, when I decided that we were going to get married, buy a piece of land, build, you know, try to build our house, do all this stuff. And I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what all my friends are doing. This is what all my family members are doing. This is what I'm going to do. I got divorced. I got divorced, straight up. You know, we had the picket fence with the dogs and the kids and, you know, perfect. Everybody was like, oh, you guys are so cute. You guys have the perfect life. Wow, he really supports you. Wow, you really support him. And no knock on him because he's a great dad and, you know, he's a, he's a good partner, uh, co-parent partner. Um, 
but that's what people thought you know nobody knew what the shit we were going through behind closed doors nobody knew the toxicity in our relationship Mm -hmm. you know but i projected that we were great yeah because i didn't want people to be like oh shit did you hear about whitney and blah 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 did you hear what was you know what i mean it's like no we're good we're good we're good everything's good right we're good oh yeah yeah, we just we're building we're good we're building our house like we're good right not knowing that shit was crumbling to the ground you know that shit Mm -hmm. ain't real and i uh, I will say social media is like a blessing and a curse. And if I didn't have my business, I'll be honest with you guys, I wouldn't have social media. I hate it. I hate it. Um, Especially with the people that I know firsthand and no knock on them, but I'll see stuff and I'm just like, girl, like that's not what you just told me. You know, that's not what you just told me. And I will never blow anybody's stuff up, but it's just like, come on. Like we're not doing a service to our fellow sister by fake posting this shit and being like, oh, everything's fucking good. Yeah. When you're really yeah. like, I'm exploding yeah. inside. I feel like fucking shit. I don't yeah. want to be a mom today. I don't want to be a wife today. I hate mm-hmm. my job. You know, I'll be honest. Yeah. There's some days where I wake up and I'm like, holy shit. I have to see 20 people today. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> and that's on a light day. Yeah. That's on a yeah. light day. That's on a light day. I mean, if you guys were to look at my schedule, it'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? Yeah. But I love my job. Mm-hmm. But there's days where I'm like, Woo, girl, what are you mm-hmm. doing? And that's the real shit, though. Yeah. Like, that's the yeah. real shit, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's why I struggle posting on social media. Yeah. If you guys look on my page, like, I have, like, once a fucking year, maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that, because I, what I want to talk about is not the shit that people want to see. And right. I know I could mm. work on it's that. It's not because, popular. Yeah, it's not yes. popular. Like, I want to talk about mental health. I want to mm. talk about how I was fucking dissociating for a couple of years, right. and I'm only mm. now present. Um, that yeah. I'm you know, thinking about becoming a mom, but I'm terrified of those things. Thinking that I want to go into my master's, terrified. You know, like, just all of those emotions that can go on in the day-to-day or like the how about I hate my fucking job half the time as much as I love my job and I love working with kids and helping them heal but like people don't want to see that shit half the time so that's why I struggle with it because I just I'm like fuck it I don't know what to post so on that note Vol I so I I listened to the woman who does my podcast her name or podcasting class her name's Kathy Heller she talks a lot about people want to eat have to either feel like they have to choose between authenticity and belonging Mm, which I think is really interesting and to your point the most about like no one wants to hear about that stuff which I find incredibly juicy actually that is the incredibly juicy stuff that people want to hear and most of the time, it's like my sad girl posts that I people. Love your posts, by yeah, the way. I I, I, I told you I get messy because yeah. I just I don't post everything. I mean, we're always curating the image that we want out there. Right. I'm not going to blow up, you know, private shit about my relationship sure. because right. I want to keep my relationship, sure. right? Yes. right? I'm not going to blow up my workplace because I want to keep my job. So, like, there are very real boundaries, (laughs) but when it comes to, when it comes to me and my experience, going back to where we started in motherhood and going back to some of the points about why didn't I know about this, Mm -hmm. it's, to me, it's my kuleana to talk about it because I can speak from my own experience and it's not anyone Mm -hmm. else, like, I'm not going to get fired for it and I'm not going to get divorced over it. But it is my lived experience. And I do say, like, when I go to post something and it's a real, like, 
I'm gonna talk about how much I hate motherhood today. Mm-hmm. Ooh, those are my, is my those son are my favorite. Is my son gonna <laughs> see this someday? Favorite. Yes, and he will I know that his mom is an authentic yes. bad bitch. Yeah, you yes. know, yes. like he note. will know yes. that ultimately, of course, I love him. Yeah. yeah, I love yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, but I'm not gonna lie to him and be like, "You were the best thing that ever happened right. to me." Mm, yeah. You know, like I don't. I am not a mom, and I hear this a lot. And I'm not a mom that said that will say out loud, "Motherhood was the best thing that happened to me," because I love my son. But sometimes I don't know that I would choose this again, mm-hmm. knowing what I know. But I've also, I heard this thing today that was like, what if you realize that everything that happened in your life was meant to happen for you? Mm -hmm. It was meant to occur. Instead of being like, this happened to me, what if it was like, this is the life that I was meant to live? Right. That reframe of the lessons that I've learned, going back to what Felicia was talking about, of reparenting the amount of reparenting and the amount of healing between myself and my parents that I've had, even if they don't know it, (laughs) the amount of like forgiveness that I've had in my heart because I've had to literally stop myself in the middle of screaming at my kid and being like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that to him. Yeah. You know, you drop something on the ground. I'm not going to be like, what the fuck? You know, because I know how much that causes that flinch reaction. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah, just like, it's cool. It's just yeah. spaghetti on the ground. It's all good. Yeah. So that when he looks at me, he's like, okay, we can make mistakes. Yeah. Right. We don't have to be perfect. Right. You know? Right. So like, do I think I would do it again? Fuck. I might say, let's fuck around and find out again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And I'm happy that I have a child, but um, it is the messiness yes. that people want to see. Yeah. When you build characters in movies, yeah. the messy characters yeah. are yeah. the ones that are most loved, not the perfect characters. Right. You know, yeah. and that was something else that a teacher of mine said once, and I was like, that is so true. Yeah. The flawed, imperfect weirdos right. yeah. is like yeah. who everyone falls in love with. No, yeah, yeah totally. And like, yeah. on you know, I hear you, and I can like flip that to myself and reference my own thing and it's like for me like I the motherhood aspect of who I am I love it like I've grown to love it you know now having four kids I'm like damn this is why I wake up every day like I hear it all the time from people like holy shit how do you have time to do all the fucking shit that you're doing (laughs) like what are you doing and I'm like dude I got four of these fuckers at home look at fuckers I mean that most loving way possible (laughs) but like looking at me for guidance looking at me for direction looking at me to take care of them and I'm like for me speaking purely for myself that's enough for me you know what I mean that's my driving force for me like yeah I'm doing this for me but honestly like I didn't have a mom that was doing that shit for me I didn't have a dad that was doing that shit for me so for me it's like I'm doing this for them you know like I love doing this shit for them and showing up and being accountable Mm -hmm. for them and uh I think after the fourth kid, that whole keeping up with the Joneses thing is out the fucking window. I'm like, by kid number two, I'm like, okay, you forgot your slippers at home? That's okay. We're just walking into the store. Oh, you don't have a shirt on? It's okay. We're just Mm -hmm. going. You know? We're just just rolling with it. Oh, so-and-so is looking at you funny in Target? Fuck them. It's all good. I didn't like that bitch in high school anyway. Keep it moving. But, like, for real. Yeah. For real. Like, why are you judging me? You don't know me. You know? But... Yeah. So, we've been talking for a long time. 
uh, we're gonna open it up, open up to Q and A's from our little audience here and on drinks? social media. Does anybody want another drink? I want another drink, girl. You want another drink? You good? This one, whatever this one is. Do you have a high noon? Yeah, we have high noon. The girl. passion fruit. So it's audience people, I mean, our lovely people here, any questions, anything you guys want to talk about off of our topics um, tonight with motherhood, keeping up with the Joneses, general questions, questions for any one of us, uh, and then we'll turn it over to our Instagram people. Is that thing going to pop off? Yeah, yeah. So go back on. Save the video and then go back on. No, no I'm good. I still get Is there a time limit? Yeah, it's an hour. Yeah, share it. Share it. And then just go back on. Yeah, this one though. I can't drink that high new shit, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is there another tea? Yeah, I'll try it. Drink, try whatever. I know, I'm starting to get cold. Yeah, I do have my jacket though. It is cold. My hair is a little. I don't know what this hair is. How do I check those questions? Just go back on live and then we'll ask them again to submit their questions. Yeah, that works. We're sponsored by Cutwater and I know, High Noon. By Cutwater yeah. and High Noon. By the way, we're we here. talk about our pixie cups. Real we're cool. here oh, for yes. sponsorship. I know. Cutwater, by the way, we're drinking all your shit during our lives. Paloma's <laughs> great. Dasani, come through. Hmm. I like yes. Oh, this is this is tequila. <laughs> is it back on? Yes. Okay, so the live ended. We're back on. We're gonna open it up. Are people coming on? Okay, we're going to open it up to Q&A on the live and in person. So why don't we take a question from the live first? Okay. Um, nobody rewrote their questions yet, but I do remember one. Okay. First, I want to say that, like, according to, like, these comments that I see, there's, like, a really big factor of, like, we obviously are all more alike than we realize. Yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. people are, like, agreeing, hitting the nail, they feel it, they're, like, yeah. preach. So yeah. that's a big thing. Um, one of the questions that did pop up, very general, it was along the lines of something, what do you think or wish women knew more about after marriage, especially when family is still involved? Oh. Something like that. Mm. After, when family is still involved. Yeah. Still involved? Implying a divorce? Or implying like in-laws? It, it was when, yeah, I wasn't very specific. Involved in the marriage? After or? marriage, like, okay, so you're married. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you wish you knew? about marriage or about like when you're already in it before you got in it what do you wish you knew before you got in that oh oh good lord where do you unpack that so many do they have debt (laughs) (laughs) that's actually a really good one i I have a story that i'm not going to say on live but yes 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 (laughs) for real real. (laughs) ask your potential partner if they have debt um, <laughs> get a prenup. We had a prenup. Get a prenup. Ooh, you know, Even if you don't have money now. Yes. Get a prenup. Yeah. Because yeah. a prenup, it's not just about money. It talks about how will you handle debt? How will you handle the education of your child? Ooh, Whose responsibility is So people what? think it's just about money. People yeah. It's just about money. I also, if you're going to get remarried, get a prenup. Because you want to protect your child, right? You want the child mm, that you're oh. coming into the marriage with to have the right. assets from that previous partner. Get a prenup. Mm, Agree okay. on it before you walk into marriage together. I will also yeah. say, I've been married now for thir- 
God, when is it? 13 years. Hey. Yeah, 13 fucking years. Jesus. I got married as a baby, 23. Um, I am a different person than I was at 23. And I will be a different person tomorrow than I was today. And I'll be a different person next year than I was. And so is my husband. So, like, a part of this, too, is realizing that you are ever evolving and showing up to fight for your relationship Mm -hmm. and if you fight and fight for it and it's not working out accepting that like you might have to go through a divorce process because you've evolved into different people or something was irreconcilable that cannot be the trust cannot be built again you know so but that that same feeling of evolution and being secure in oneself as vol was talking about that sense of like who am i there's a, there was also a thought that I had about we think we should be certain ways, right? Going back mm-hmm. to keeping up with the Joneses. There, when you are shooting yourself, mm-hmm. shooting on yourself is what people say. Like that is so incredibly toxic because you have to ask yourself, who's asking that question? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who inside my head is saying you should do that? Is that actually me? Mm-hmm. Instead, what you should ask yourself is, is this what I really want? And is this what I really need? Yeah. Yeah. If the answer to both of those is no, then something you've grown up with has told you it needs to be this way. But listening to your intuition and listening to your desires and following your pleasure and working through that shit with a partner is the game of life. Yeah. And that is hard. It is hard work. I'm not going to candy coat it. Yeah. To piggyback on that, I think... um, what you don't realize, well, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but what you don't realize when you get into a marriage, um, it takes work to maintain. Um, it's not just every day we're happy, every day we're dropping off the kids and you go to work and I go to work and everything's good. Like, there's times where your partner's gonna be a complete jackass <laughs> and you're gonna be a complete jackass. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's um, coming with humility. And it's something that I've learned in my new relationship, well, not new relationship, but now in my post-divorce and now with my partner is admitting when I'm wrong, which is a hard one for me, Um, but admitting when I'm wrong um, and also like coming with humility to him because he's not my enemy. He's my partner and he's someone that cares for me deeply. And if we're both coming to the the table with that type of sentiment, um, then, you know, we can work through it. Any other questions? They're still coming on. I think I've I've got one to add to that. I would say, like, love is unconditional, but relationship is absolutely conditional. Mm. So thinking about what conditions do I need to be in relationship, to be Mm. in relationship with myself, first and foremost, because whether you stay married, whether you intermarriage, whether you dip into other types of relationship, like, you will still be navigating the conditions of relationship with yourself and then trying to talk about those with other people. So what what are your conditions of satisfaction in your relationships? Yeah. And does your partner know? Right. Yeah. Yes. Because like I was listening to a podcast today that was talking about every one of us has a manual of how life should operate. Yeah. And everyone has a manual on how a relationship should operate. So sometimes we get mad at our partners because they're not operating by a manual that you never actually explained to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Right. You're holding yeah. all of these expectations 
But yeah. when you really reel it back, you're like, wait a minute, did we ever talk about yeah. it? And yeah. so obviously talking through issues and that relationship requires trust. It requires humility. Yeah. It requires yeah. a sense of we're both coming here in the same intention to work through it. Yeah. But work is yeah. at the core. Right. Like it love's is. at the yeah. core, but work's also work. at the you core. Can, yeah. You can yeah. reframe it though, because you can reframe it as an investment. Like we're putting in this work to invest in yes. the future of what it is and investing in your part, whatever your partner is going to transform into. Because I, I think starting off the bat, knowing you're not going to be the same person that I'm married to or I'm with in 12 years, yeah. starting there from ground zero helps mm-hmm. a lot. I'm just putting forth the effort to when we get there, we're pouring in that, to that investment so that we can continue to be together and work through this shit, whatever yeah. the shit is, unless there's, you know, somehow down the line it transforms and there's a disconnect or a mismatch in yeah. the two people. But beyond that, like putting in that investment and understanding love is never enough too. While relationships, oh, like while oh. relationships, they're conditional and you can give unconditional love but like that unconditional love that's never going to fix anything you the love is never going to be enough for you to stay with a person it's that work that investment whatever you both are pouring from is going to maintain that relationship because you can be wildly in love with someone and it fall to pieces yeah Yeah. people have a fucked up idea of what love is that's true true. i know our live cut out so all the people who had questions on the previous live if you do have your questions um please put them in so we can get to them okay um any questions in here anything you guys want to talk about don't be shamed because y'all I'm not looking at you because <laughs> you're right in front of me any questions anything you guys want to talk about like let's this is the part everybody's vocal on social media but if you guys got something to talk about now let's go yeah. what do we got um I'm just gonna read it right mm-hmm. I was supposed to be there in studio for the tabletop couldn't make it so how do I watch this IG episode in peace while not feeling guilty on leaving my partner hanging with the kids real mm. talk Besides my gym sessions, I'm always at my kids. So sitting in my room right now to watch inside, I feel guilty. Mm. Mom guilt is real. Mom guilt is real. I literally have Um, that on my paper. Yeah. I know I'm going to speak for my own own self. Uh, My partner's at home right now with all of my children and one of her children. Um, And a part of me was kind of like, holy shit, I just totally made him do that. But a bigger part, I didn't make him, actually. He uh, was okay with that. But another part of me was like, this is important. This is important for myself. This is important for me um, because doing this work here helps me be a better mom, helps me be a better partner, helps me be a better personal trainer, helps me be a better Whitney. Um, so it's me taking care of myself. Chime in. Yeah. That's a big question. That's a big um, I mean, Bold just is. talked about investment yeah. in a relationship. The biggest... And most intimate and longest lasting relationship we have is with ourselves. Yeah. 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 And that is something that we don't, as a society, don't think about Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. Is like, you are constantly talking to yourself about yourself all day long. You're with you all the time. This is the longest relationship you will have. So make it a good one. Mm -hmm. Invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. Spend this time with us. And, you know, for me and my partner... I the way that we navigate how we can take separate time is talking about what is it that you because you were people humans individuals before you were partnered. Thank you. So you need you need to honor that like 
you have to have alone time and they have to have alone time for the sanity and yeah. sake of your marriage equally and partnership. Yes. Equally, as, yes. equally yes. As, equally, yeah. as equally as possible. As equally as possible. There are going to be seasons where one is taking, you know, like when I was going through really hard postpartum depression and I was really absent, he really stepped up. Sure. And then it got to a point where I was like, you need to take your medicine so that you can be an equal partner. And that yeah. was real. Mm-hmm. I yeah. needed to hear that as hard as it was for him to say that to me, as hard as it was for me to hear. I was like, all right, I have, I have to do what I have to yeah. do to get back in this game. Yeah. So, but yeah, as equal as possible. Yeah, as yeah. equal as possible, yeah. whatever the season is. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just going to say, I was watching something where like that equal, like it's hard to talk about it as in terms of equal as rather as like a homeostasis coming back yeah. to center, center because I was seeing it's like you need to be in a relation not need to be in a relationship but like you want to be somewhere where all the time your part is someone is giving a 60 40 mm-hmm. because sometimes you're gonna have to come up with it no mm-hmm. matter what or if both mm-hmm. of you guys are at 40 percent you need to look at each other and be like all right how do we make, make this and correct it into a mm-hmm. hundred because both of us are fucking dream that's communication yeah that's like communication yeah you know i want to backtrack a little bit though because the guilt thing like guilt is one of the most damaging emotions you can Mm. carry and guilt is entrenched in other people's perceptions like why are you guilty you're guilty because you think you should be doing something else and that should comes from outside perception the should if you Mm. take away guilt like natural human emotion that guilt is not giving you anything it's not making you survive it's destroying you internally and making everything that you're trying to be just draining you slowly even worse some i had um my therapist actually told me she um because i have so much trouble with guilt and she's like you're not even religious and most people who have the same amount is guilted as you as me was religious guilt because someone's putting an outside perspective and you let that come in so like you need to take a step back and be like that's an outside perception i need to actually fill my cup to take care of business Mm -hmm. i need to fill myself to be handle any of this whether it's the relationship the partner or the kids the reframing yeah Yeah. reframing yeah Yeah. any other questions Um, anybody questions here you guys want to talk look at y'all you're all like oh so quiet what's what's (laughs) (laughs) anything nothing Nada's questions. As, as soon as we turn off the live, I know. yeah. Okay, and that's fair. It's it's our first table talk, and these beautiful panel here. Um, maybe they'll come back next time. Maybe we'll have we'll definitely have different ones on here next time too. Um, but the whole purpose is for you guys to get comfortable in having these conversations. And I know it's kind of daunting to be on live, and you know put a message on there and be like, this is how I feel. Um, but the goal is to hopefully have you guys be comfortable having these conversations with us. Cause this is a non, this is a judgment free zone. I'm not going to judge you. Like you heard my shit girl. You heard her shit. You know, we all have shit and it's okay to have shit. It's normal. Everyone shits. It's normal. Wrong message. <laughs> <laughs> so or anything um let's wrap it up and have some closing thoughts closing thoughts closing mm-hmm. thoughts anybody closing thoughts deep breaths yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. always for me i always take mm-hmm. i always return back to my breath like if i'm in a moment a moment of panic mm-hmm. if i'm really stressed out 
you know, mindfulness has become a buzzword in health and wellness these days, but in, but truly what it does is you're not living in the past and you're not anxious about the future. You're really just present and taking a really deep belly breath, just like taking it in and holding it and letting it out for four beats is like one of the most healthy things that you can do Mm -hmm. for your mental health. Yeah. Just to just sit Mm -hmm. for a sec. So that'll be my closing thought. Closing thoughts. Okay. Um, For me, now that you're mentioning breath, uh, when I get like any kind of anxiousness, sometimes the breathing doesn't work Mm. for me. Um, And so for me, sometimes it's the visualization of like, drop it. Mm. Like whatever it is that is making me anxious or making me, feel like i'm out of control drop it and like just stay right here because right here is where i can control Mm. so powerful yeah see where that's where i go to movement to be honest when i can't control it even in the moment like you know movement can be a very powerful thing if we can't control our breath which is one of the most powerful ways to bring our heart rate down and bring our parasympathetic Mm -hmm. back into its working form you just tapping sometimes it's a small movement is so powerful because it's called bilateral stimulation that stuff can transform your ability EMDR, to regulate emdr <laughs> literally yes oh this is, i know i know but even just like you know tapping it out and just being like okay it's gonna be fine i'm not gonna be thinking about this bullshit maybe you can't catch your breath in that moment yeah. but you are using both sides of the brain to come back to present and be like mm-hmm. all right let's handle this shit mm-hmm. so yeah Miss Felicia, I know. Uh, How we do with all of that? Um, closing thoughts. I keep thinking about something a mentor of mine said, which is, "It is better to be at war with the world than to be at war with yourself." Mm-hmm. And I, I feel, I'm like, "Ooh, there's so much fight in that." But um, in terms of mom guilt, mm. I, I guess I come to this as a single mother now relearning how to reparent myself triggered by my experience being the child of a single mother we are incredibly worthy of our own time and our own energy and the person that deserves our full attention first is ourselves and we can't give anyone anything if we do not know how to receive it ourselves so there's just i think an invitation that i want to leave everyone with like if you don't know what you need in the moment start there what do what do i need right now and then keep practicing because i think a lot of times we don't know what we need but we know what our kid needs we know what our partner needs Mm -hmm. we know what needs to happen around the house so Mm -hmm. what do what do i need in this moment Mm -hmm. and can i give it to myself Mm -hmm. beautiful okay so before we conclude i have four beautiful menstrual cups sitting on my table here and for those of you that don't know what a menstrual cup is um how do i talk about this um okay so first of all thank you to my people at my pixie cup um for sending me four cups um to it's it's just a it's an alternative product to to catch the pussy blood just just (laughs) say it Period. This is this is an alternative um, to tampons and pads and 
Yeah, thank you, uh, Sarah. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's not everybody's cup of choice, no pun intended, um, but I would like to, to kind of broaden your horizons on different things that you guys can use as period products because the whole purpose of my Pixie Cup is to kind of eliminate period product waste. Um, tampons and pads and all of that jazz ends up in our landfills, and if you guys have not heard the news here on the Big Island, all of our rubbish is now being shuttled over to Kona because our landfill is full. Um, so my Pixie Cup is doing their part to help with the waste on our planet. Um, I use my Pixie Cup, TMI, but I do use one of these. I know that girl behind the camera uses one of these too. Um, it's not everybody's cup of choice, like I said, but it is awesome um, to kind of just have an alternative. So. Um, if you want to try these, if you want uh, a free one of these, I'm going to do a giveaway to the first four people who just comments. Um, what's the comment? Comment something. Every damn day. Every there damn you day. Yeah. There you go. Hashtag every damn day. So the first four people to comment will get one of these uh, Pixie Cups. Okay. And I'll send it to you no matter where you are on the planet. You will get this bad boy shipped off to you. Okay. Other than that. Um, we'll figure out who commented after. But thank you, awesome. Comment to three people for Don't Be Shame. I know it's different, and I posted a tutorial on how to use it, and I know it's like kind of like people are like, what the fuck? But like, just, just be open-minded, okay? Listen, Other than that, huh? put lots of stuff. Well, lots that's for tabletop number two. <laughs> okay, spicy tabletop yes. next time. Because we have a lot of topics, um, so we will not, we're not going to cover everything tonight, but we will have another one of these, and we're planning to do these once a month, um, just because, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. So thank you for everybody who tuned in to our first live. I really appreciate it. Everybody who showed up here, thank you guys so much. And yeah, we hope to do this shit again, because this was really fun. The Black Table, let's get real. Okay, bitches. <laughs> love that episode. It was so good. I just love the ability to tell women's stories and to help them tell their stories and to give them a platform to tell their stories. I find women so fascinating and their lives are so intriguing to me. If you love Lady Bits and Leadership, do your sister a favor. Go on to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for us. The more reviews we have, the more likely it is for women to find our empowering community. I would be so indebted to you. I would be so grateful and full of gratitude if you just took two minutes out of your day to do that. And while you're on the internet, why don't you go ahead and sign up for my mailing list? You can find that on ladybitsandleadership.com. Lots of love to you, my friend. I can't wait to see you next time on Lady Bits and Leadership.